0: Hello and welcome to Walk by Faith with Diana. I'm Diana Abercrombie and I'm so excited that you're here. I can't wait to see where God takes us on this journey. My goal for this podcast is to dig into God's Word, allow the Holy Spirit to speak to us and teach us how to apply His Word to our lives and then turn around and help others in their faith walk. You know, Jesus said in Matthew 4:4. It is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. I don't think we can live it if we don't know it. I want us to dig into God's word, pick the scripture apart, and allow the Holy Spirit to teach us how to apply it in our lives. Again, thank you so much for being here with me. Let's start walking, shall we? So glad you're here with me to dig into God's Word today. I believe it will be a very exciting time as we look at Philemon 1 and see what God's love does to a person's heart. Also, how God can transform our hearts so that we're better able to see others as brothers and sisters in Christ and to extend Jesus' love to everyone, not just those in our circle. Let's pray before we get started and ask the Holy Spirit to give us eyes to see, ears to hear, and a heart to receive what he has for us in his word today. Lord, I'm so grateful for this time to be in your word today. I'm so grateful that you allow us to dig into your word and the Holy Spirit to teach us as we dig into your word. Thank you, Lord, that you want us to know and understand your word so that we can live by it. I ask you, O oh God, to bless each person who is listening to this podcast. You know their hearts. You know what's happening in their lives. You know every good thing, every bad thing. You know it all. You know, you see, you care. I'm so grateful, Lord. I pray that as we dig into Philemon chapter one, that you will help us to understand our responsibility to those who are young in the faith, to those who need our help, that we can look at others and understand that we have been forgiven so so much. We need to forgive others. Help us, O God, as we read through this, some of the verses that I know you've put on my heart. I just pray that they will go out and touch other people's hearts as I know that they will because I know your word will never return void. It will always accomplish what you send it out to accomplish. Lord, I just pray that you would bless us today as we dig into your word and learn how to walk by faith and not by sight. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Okay, so on a little bit of a side note, I've been reading the Bible through in a year for a few years now, and and I can tell you it has absolutely changed my life. The discipline of being in God's word every day has helped me more than I can say. I use a Bible app and it's a really good reminder for me to get into God's word each day. I honestly believe that it is so important to study God's word. Jesus said in Matthew 4, 4, when he was being tempted by Satan, that man cannot live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. We find the word of God in the Bible, in scripture. That's how the Holy Spirit teaches us through his word. We need to know scripture. And we need to know how to apply it in our daily lives. That's why being in God's word, praying to the Lord, allowing the Holy Spirit to teach us is so important. So I'm also a very goal-oriented person, and using the Bible app kind of helps me stay on task. And I have to say, it is absolutely amazing how there will be a chapter or a verse or whatever the day is that I'm on, and there will be something in it that the Holy Spirit will nudge me to just kind of stop and pay attention to it, and it just spins off into a totally separate Bible study. I may have read that particular verse or passage or chapter many times before, and yet the Holy Spirit will stop me and show me a different way to look at it at this particular time. I love that because it proves Hebrews 4.12 is so true, that the Word of God really is active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing as far as the division of soul and spirit joint and marrow, and able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. He knows when we're reading his word. He knows what we need to see. He knows what we need to hear. He knows when there's a portion of scripture that applies to something that's going on in our lives or a passage of scripture that we would be able to use to help someone else in their walk. If we will just dig into the word The Holy Spirit will work through his word to teach us and show us how to walk in each day using his word and applying it. I love that. For me, Philemon was one of those passages this past week. It was a chapter in my Read the Bible Through in a Year app, and I felt that nudge from the Holy Spirit, so I kind of went back and read it a couple of times and asked the Holy Spirit to help me see what He was trying to show me. So we know that the entire chapter points to Christ's love for us and His forgiveness of us and how Jesus bore the punishment for our sin on the cross, but there is more. It is such an interesting little book in the Bible. It paints a beautiful picture of love and forgiveness that honestly can only be found in Jesus. And it helps us see how we can help others grow in their walk with Jesus. It teaches us practical ways to apply what Jesus did for us, not only in our own lives, but in the lives of others as we mentor and disciple people that God brings into our paths. That's what we're called to do. Now, Paul wrote this letter on behalf of a domestic slave, Onesimus, who had run away from Philemon, his owner. Onesimus had been with Paul as he was under house arrest in Rome. That's how Paul knew him. Now, Paul led Onesimus to Christ and loved him as one of his children, which is how we are to view those we have led to Christ or those who are young in their faith. They are like children that we are to love and disciple and teach and show and help them have a closer walk with the Lord. Now, Paul is requesting Philemon, the owner, to forgive Onesimus and accept him back as more than a slave. He's asking him to accept Onesimus as a brother. Verse 1 says Paul, a prisoner of Christ Jesus, and Timothy, our brother, to Philemon, our beloved brother and fellow worker. Philemon is referred to as a beloved brother and fellow worker, he was a fellow believer. So Paul appeals to him as a Christian brother, not as the owner of a slave who had run away. Paul wanted Philemon to see Onesimus differently than in the past. Paul thought of Onesimus as one of his children. Verse 10 says, I appeal to you for my child Onesimus, whom I have begotten in my imprisonment. He wanted Philemon to see Onesimus not as a slave, but as a brother in Christ. As soon as I read that, I felt the Holy Spirit asking me, is there a person in my life that I need to see as a brother or sister in Christ instead of someone who has wronged me and should be punished? It's very convicting. Jesus wants me to see them as valuable for who they are in him, not devalue them for their actions. I must see others through a lens of love that reminds me that I have been forgiven. I have to forgive. Now, As I said earlier, Paul had led Onesimus to Christ while under house arrest in Rome. So Paul encouraged him to go back to his owner, Philemon, and take responsibility for what he had done. He was encouraging him to do the right thing, even if the consequences for doing the right thing, going back, I guess actually it would be the consequences for him running away. And then he's going to turn around and do the right thing and may suffer those consequences for running away in the first place. But those consequences could be very great for him, huge consequences. This had to be very scary for Onesimus. Remember that legally Philemon could have killed Onesimus for running away. So that was not something to be taken lightly. So I said all of that to kind of give us the background of the entire chapter of Philemon. But there are a couple of things that I really want us to look at in this book. First, let's look at verse six. And I pray that the fellowship of our faith may become effective through the knowledge of every good thing which is in you for Christ's sake. The fellowship of your faith. I love that our faith in Christ is what allows us to see others as brothers and sisters, no matter what their life circumstances might be. It is what calls us to fellowship with others, regardless of where they work, where they live, how much money they have or don't have, what their status is in life, or what they may have done. It is the bond we share. It's what brings us together One of the definitions of fellowship is a friendly association with people who share one's interests. Philemon and Onesimus now shared a common interest. The interest that Philemon, the owner, now shared with Onesimus, the slave, was Jesus. I absolutely love that. It puts us all on the same level. The fact that Onesimus was Philemon's slave did not change. The fact that Philemon had a legal right to punish him did not change. What changed was the fellowship of their faith. They had both accepted Jesus as their Savior. They had become brothers. It was so much more than a slave-owner relationship. That's what the Lord does. That's what Jesus' love does in our lives. The only way Philemon would be able to see Onesimus as a brother is if he saw him as a brother in Christ through his own relationship with Christ. Otherwise, he was just a slave who had run away and should have been punished in Philemon's eyes. The love of Jesus, again, is what allows us to see others as brothers or sisters. The fellowship of his faith, became effective when he was able to see Onesimus as something other than a slave. He had to see him as a brother, someone who was a fellow believer and had a great value to Jesus. Only Jesus can give us that kind of love for another. Now let's take a look at the forgiveness that Paul was asking Philemon to extend to Onesimus. Legally, as we said earlier, Philemon had a right to kill Onesimus. If Philemon had not been able to see Onesimus as a brother in Christ instead of a slave worthy of death, the fellowship of his faith would not have been effective. He would not have been able to recognize that Jesus is the only reason he himself has anything good in him. When we recognize that anything good in us is only possible through our relationship with Jesus, then we can extend the fellowship of our faith to others and see them as equals. We are all sinners who Jesus loved enough to give his life for. Also, when we realize that every good thing that is in us is in us for Christ's sake, to bring him glory, then we are able to see people and see situations differently. It kind of begs the question, if you think about it, in our own lives, what can I do in my own life to bring glory to Jesus? Everything becomes about Jesus, not us. We can look at others through the lens that Jesus would have us view them through. Sinners just like us, loved as much by Jesus So much by Jesus, as much as as is even possible to love, that he was willing to give his life so that we could all spend eternity with him if we accept him as our Savior. Our actions in different circumstances and different situations that come in our lives, that God allows in our lives, should always be to bring glory to Jesus' name. Who he is and what he did for us on the cross. Our goal should be to point others to Jesus always. Let's take a look at verses eight and nine. Therefore, though I have enough confidence in Christ to order you to do what is proper, yet for love's sake, I rather appeal to you since I am such a person as Paul, the aged and now also a prisoner of Christ Jesus. Since Paul was an elder and an apostle, he could have ordered Philemon to receive Onesimus back and be reconciled with him. But Paul appealed to Philemon's love for Jesus and the relationship he had with Jesus to be what compelled him to forgive Onesimus and be reconciled to him. Paul told Philemon how much he himself loved Onesimus and in fact wanted to keep Onesimus with him. He asked Philemon to receive Onesimus as he would have received Paul himself. That is exactly how God receives us. It's as if he is receiving Christ himself, not us. He looks at us and sees his son because of what Jesus did on the cross. That is absolutely amazing. Now, let's jump to verses 15 and 16. For perhaps he was, for this reason, separated from you for a while, that you would have him back forever. No longer as a slave, but more than a slave, a beloved brother, especially to me. But how much more to you, both in the flesh and in the Lord. I love the way Paul is showing Philemon another perspective there. He says, for perhaps he was for this reason separated from you. In other words, he's telling Philemon to look beyond the wrong that Onesimus did. There is a greater purpose that can be served in this. Philemon had an opportunity to extend forgiveness, just as he had received forgiveness, and just as we receive forgiveness, and allow the love of Jesus to be shown. He had an opportunity to look beyond the circumstances and what they might dictate he should do, and allow the fellowship of his faith to become effective, All of this to bring glory to Jesus for Christ's sake. I love that. One more verse that really stands out to me is verse 18. It says, But if he has wronged you in any way or owes you anything, charge that to my account. Paul is telling Philemon that he is invested in the life of Onesimus. He loved Onesimus and was willing to take responsibility for him. That is huge. Are we willing to invest in someone's life? Are we willing to be responsible for what pours out of them based on what we have poured into them in the name of Jesus? That's exactly what allowing the fellowship of our faith to become effective looks like. That is the good thing in us that points us us and everything about us back to Jesus. So as we close out today's podcast, the challenge for us moving into the coming week is to think about how we see others. It is also definitely to allow Jesus to work in our current circumstances so that the fellowship of our faith may become effective by the way we treat others, how we forgive others, and how we accept others after they have wronged us. Basically, How are we loving others for Christ's sake and for his glory? It is to remember the way Jesus forgave us and to allow anything good in us that can only come from the Lord to point back to Jesus and not to us. That's so important that our lives point back to Jesus. And that is my prayer for us this week, that we would be very mindful of the fact that what we say, what we do, the way we think, the way we conduct our lives is to point people to Jesus. And the way to do that is to stay in God's word, to stay in prayer, to fix our eyes on Jesus, to keep our hearts and our minds focused on Jesus and not on the things that are going on around us. It's very important that we do that because Satan does prowl around trying to devour us. And Jesus is the way to keep us out of his clutches. It is so important to get into His Word. The other challenge for this week is to read your Bible every day. Get a Bible app. Open your Bible. Just open it and see where you are and start reading. Ask the Holy Spirit to be with you and lead you and guide you and teach you. That challenge is very real in my life and I took it on many years ago and I try very hard to stay in God's word every day and it has been a huge blessing in my life. I know it will be in yours as well. Know that I will be praying for you and I'm asking you to lift me up as well please visit my website at www.walkbyfaithwithdiana.com and feel free to shoot me an email at walkbyfaithwithdiana at gmail.com. Ask me questions, give me any kind of prayer requests. I will definitely be lifting them up. And then I'm looking forward to meeting again next week. I hope you have a great week and we will talk very soon as we walk by faith and not by sight.